Welcome to Renovations, where we tackle honest conversations about integrating a vibrant faith and a purposeful life. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Good to be back together. This is fun. I'm excited about today's topic. Good. Yeah, this is obviously one that... As we get into it, people realize this is near and dear to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, margin was kind of a big jam for us when we first started podcasting together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I've learned about this as I've talked to a lot of people is a large percentage of them kind of get it immediately, what you're talking about when you talk about the topic of margin. But then there's also a whole group that don't really know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The concept is not familiar to them. So I, I, I thought with this particular one, both for those who know what the concept is and kind of get it, that it, it's a useful topic to talk about. And then uh, for those who don't know, it's also a deep dive into it. So the the topic for today as you know, we'll talk about is, so what's the big deal about margin? Yeah. (laughs) And I'll tell you right now, I can speak to the big deal because I've noticed the past two weeks or so I've had, I've had a number of interactions with people who were just running marginless in life. Yes. And, uh, get ready. This isn't going to be a brag, but this is actually more of a brag on you than me. You've helped me grow in this area so much that, I was really reflecting the whole rest of the day on, wow, it helped me notice how much more margin I've been able to build into my life, kind of being contrasting it with the, those different people I was with. Right. And t- so what's exciting about that isn't like, oh, look at me, I'm so great at this, and they're not. It was, wow, this is something, that, this is an ongoing journey, and you keep, you keep growing in this area. Absolutely. And it's so fulfilling to be intentional in this area. Well, and I think both you and I get that we're not exaggerating when we say this is a life-changing idea. Right. We're passionate about it because we are the biggest culprits and we struggle with it. Yeah. In some ways. And we benefit from growing. Yeah. In the area. Right. Yeah. Having having personal life experiences where we both have always been so bad at this, it makes it something so worth talking about and getting better at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, maybe start by defining a little bit. What is margin, especially for people in that group who aren't familiar with. Right. And, and I think this, almost this explanation will have a, a dual Purpose, Because I think that some people don't really know what we're talking about with this. And then I think a lot of people who do know what we're talking about almost misdefine it. Okay. (laughs) So when I think of margin, uh, like one of the easiest ways to visualize margin is to think about a sheet of paper. Okay. You know, your typical notebook sheet of paper. We never think of when we look at a piece of paper like that starting way over at the left edge and beginning to write or draw all the way through the margin, all the way over to the right edge, and then starting at the bottom and going all the way to the top. We we intuitively know that that's not going to be appealing and it's going to clutter the page and everything. So 
people who have created paper begin with the concept of margin, Mm -hmm. a left margin, a right margin, a top margin, and a bottom margin. And so we don't have any problem thinking about that. So in that sense, it's a great way of, of framing this concept of margin because margin is the space between full and the way we operate. And to that extent, that's where people, I think, misdefine it. We're so used to even playing with the phrase of, you know, are you giving this 120%? Yeah. Uh-huh. That what's implied underneath that is that 100% has margin. Right. And so we think, well, 100% is your normal. And then there's these times and places that you have to give 120%. And that's such a, a lie. You Nobody can go over 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we really need to think about is the margin that's less than 100%. Mm-hmm. So if we're, if we're going 98%, that means we only have a 2% margin. And yet we are wired and our culture is wired to think that 100% should be the norm. Yeah. And I... I can relate because I'm, for anyone who's done Strength Finders, the personality assessment, I am a maximizer. So oh. I'm wired through, and I, and I studied engineering and was an engineer. It's all about efficiency and maximization. Exactly. I, I wrestle with this big time. I feel as though all the time in life, it's about maximizing every minute, every opportunity. And, and yeah, that'll just kill you. I, right. I think your analogy is so helpful with the piece of paper and reminded me of, I heard a leader one time talking about studies that were done on traffic flow on highways. It was really similar. You'd think, Oh, well we want to optimize, right. And have a hundred percent capacity. We want to use the full road. Right. And they found that highways flow best when they were, I can't remember the exact number, something around 70% full. And as soon as you get over 70%, we've all been in traffic jams and we know this. Yes. (laughs) Or big city traffic. If it's fully utilized, it's not being used well at all. And and so I remember that helping me to internalize this concept as well, that if there's no margin, we're actually kind of self-defeated to begin with. Oh yeah, you're 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 dead in the water, Mm -hmm. actually, when there's no margin. Mm -hmm. You know, they say in in the the church world that if you're when your church service is at 80% you need to look at another service hmm. and we think well no you got 20% room fill it yeah, up <laughs> fill it fill it up and when yeah. it's full and when it's been full for a long time then you think about it no margin yeah so the the hope in this even is is reframing normal you know, instead of thinking of normal as being full, thinking of normal as having some space and some margin to operate and to live. That's really good. Well, I think there's some categories you want to break this down into to help us think about it. Right. Uh, because that still doesn't answer the question of what's the big deal about margin? Mm -hmm. Why do we need it? Is it just so that we can have a nice, easy, cushy life? Because there's enough of us that 
want the most out of life, that want to maximize, that go, that I'm not comfortable with that answer. Mm-hmm. So why do we need margin is actually then the, the question that I want to address. Yeah. So the the first one is, I think, so absolutely critical and a different paradigm for thinking about it. And that's that the purpose of space, the purpose of margin is for growth. And the, the best way I can think about to visualize this is to think of soil. If you think about marginless, the example of marginless when it comes to soil is hardpan. Hardpan has no space in it. You know, if you pour water on hardpan, it just runs off the side. But it completely maximizes space, mm-hmm. right? But you can't grow anything yeah. in hardpan yeah. because there's no space within the soil. So rich topsoil, on the other hand, has lots of room for seeds to grow and for things to happen. And I've become so convinced that the same thing is true for our lives, that if we're operating at full capacity, at top speed, there's no room for growth to happen in our lives. And for most of us, we've been led astray by the thought of if we operate at top speed, that's the way we're going to grow the most. And it's the opposite. We actually have to create the space in our lives to be able to grow as a person, to be able to grow in our careers, to be able to grow in our relationships. Take any area, any way of thinking about it, and space is the first prerequisite for growth to happen. Yeah, and I think part of the passion around this is because, and you said this earlier, it's because we live in a culture and a context and a, a general shared consciousness mindset that almost doesn't even see this dynamic. Absolutely. And so we don't even question it, right? It's different if if there's actually something in front of you that you see and you can react to it. But when you don't see it, when, when this whole dynamic is almost we're blind to it, then we're not even able to try to do it differently. It's just so oh. the norm to try to max it out and to be so busy. Even think about conversations, you know, how are you doing? Oh, just so busy. It's so a part of the normal fabric that we, I think for many of us, we don't even question it until we become aware of it. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons it's such a big deal. Right. Because we have to begin to see differently to create the possibility that we might grow. And I've learned that it's almost an inverse relationship for me. As I create more and more space, I grow more and more instead of the opposite. Now, you still have to do things. Right. (laughs) But that's things that you have to do. the real growth happens out of the space. Yeah, And so if we can begin to think about our lives differently and about where the growth happens, where the really good things happen, we'll realize that those things happen 
when we create margin that allows for those things to happen. Yeah, I mean, one thing that strikes me already as we're talking is if you're hearing this and kind of pushing back or I don't buy in, just ask anyone who's experienced burnout. Absolutely. And I've been there, <laughs> as you know. I yeah. mean, I've been there yeah. and it and it isn't pretty. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've talked to some people. I remember one, one uh, high level leader in particular went hard and hard and hard for years. Major, major burnout hit. And he actually had to take many months of sleeping, primarily sleeping, and then the rest of the day basically doing nothing. Yeah. And literally he had no choice. His body could only, couldn't do anything except sleep and just kind of be there just in order to recover from never having any margin. And it was like such a, you know, a it's very a distinct, clear picture yeah. of why this, this actually is a reality, even though we might not notice it or want to accept it, or it doesn't make sense in our logical way of thinking in this culture. Well, and for those who are listening, you know, for the first time or don't know much of my backstory, uh, you know, I've run multiple businesses often at the same time, and I'm not patting myself on the back at, at all as much as to say that creating this margin has nothing to do with levels of impact. Mm -hmm. You know, we this is one of the few places you can have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, in fact, your cake will be that much better if you create the margin in your life. You'll be that much better a leader or an entrepreneur or find purpose in life through doing this than if you choose to think, if I just load myself down, I'll produce the most. So it's, again, it's very counterintuitive, and I, I hope that the people that are listening can get a sense that this is a very different way of operating and has unbelievable possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate those comments. And it's it's fun when you and I talk about this because you're at a stage in life and career where, yeah, you can kind of look back and see, ooh, where it wasn't working or where things started to shift. And I'm in a stage kind of on the f more front end of really growing into career and business. And so I'm, I'm kind of in this stage. It's all about speeding up and doing more in a exactly, sense, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. That's all the pressures on me are feeling that way. And yet, so even from that lens, I think about, well, everyone knows that focus is good. Everyone knows that prioritization is needed. Everyone knows that you get more momentum if you can focus your energy on the few biggest things. And all three of those things require margin even to get started. <laughs> I mean, you're, leading a, you're yep. leading a company coming up here in strategic planning offsite. Well, what's that all about? It's about getting offsite, creating space in order to prioritize and get focused. Oh, absolutely. I can guarantee you that retreat that we go on is going to have tons of space to allow the conversation to happen in right. the right way. And that's just to get started. Then to keep that focus over months or years yeah. continues to need margin and space to be able to do it well. So, you know, even from my lens or my kind of point in, in life on this topic, it's stuff like that that keeps reminding me 
Oh yeah. Margin's not just like kind of a nice idea. It's, it's actually necessary and foundational. Well, and from your point of view, the challenge is that it seems too good to be true. So can I believe it when my life is at stake, your forward life? I'm looking back <laughs> more, but my forward life, can I take this chance to believe it? Because it seems too good to be true. That's so true. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Okay, so anything else in this category of creating space for growth? No, I, don't think, I think that hopefully that get, gets, okay. gets the message across. All right, so uh, the next one is around creating space for chaos. Right, so we'd all love for ni- for life to work in a nice, neat, smooth, predictable way. But one of the things I loved from Richard Swenson's book, Margin, that I read 20, almost 30 years ago, was that he was realistic in saying that one of the benefits of margin is for those inevitable marginless times that are thrust upon you. So for me, this day that we're talking about is one of those. Uh I like to keep nice spaces. I like to keep margin throughout my day, but my days run absolutely back to back today. Someone who's looking at it from the outside would say, you're such a hypocrite. (laughs) And today I am a hypocrite. Uh But the point is, the margin full days that I've had before this have given me the reserve to handle a day that's chaotic. And we're all going to have days that are chaotic. (laughs) If we choose to live every day that way, then we're in trouble. Mm. So part of the value of margin is to create that reserve in your tank for when things happen that are outside of your control, the normal day-to-day things that you need the space for. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is so important because we're all going to have that. We, we, We don't live like monks, very few of us live that way. So margin for the periods of chaos that happen, whether it's something related to our kids or something related to our work, demands that rise up from unexpectedly, those things are going to happen. And it's the person who lives with some rhythm of margin that's going to be best equipped either to handle those or to maximize an opportunity that that comes out of chaos. I even think this can and maybe even should apply both to kind of personal life and work life. And I, I'm not trying to put those in boxes, but right. I think about some areas I've grown in margin that have been really good and beneficial and healthy is having, so for us, Saturday morning is very much like a rest and renewal type of space in our week. Right. Just as a family. Um, but also in my work life, I've created that on Monday, Monday morning, especially, and a little bit every morning of the day, but especially Monday morning, no meetings are allowed on the calendar. And, uh, you know, not everyone has full control of their work schedule. I get it. But usually you have more than, than you think you do. And, And so I've really made an intention and it's taken months and months, but getting to a point where Monday mornings, it's just really carved out space. And 
I think having that in addition to some of the space in personal life has has been really, really helpful. Exactly. And how any one particular person chooses to apply this, the practices, that that is very individual. But uh, the way you're choosing to apply it with a Saturday morning time, I choose to apply that with a Sunday Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, though. I'm creating some space and some margin, which equips me to deal with the busyness of the rest of of life. Yeah, yeah. And so for some, there might be those kind of carved out bigger chunks, like a Sunday Sabbath. And then there also might be just ways that you go about days, kind of we're, we're talking about your example today, where because other days this week weren't packed out, back-to-back meetings for you, it allowed these things that came up today to be able to happen and for you not to kind of feel flustered and behind on everything. Yeah. And that's more of just a rhythm or a way of, of handling your weeks. And those feel like two kind of different categories that are both can both be helpful ways of, of looking at this. And they work together because that, that margin for chaos is often opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. So they, they come together, but I, I, I segment them because it's not, it would be nice, but it's not always about growth. Sometimes it's about surviving well, yeah. <laughs> which is handling chaos, for which margin is incredibly valuable as a practice. Another way it plays out for me, again, not saying this is true for everyone, but I think... It, tangible examples can be helpful. I have have also been working on my calendar and getting to a point where in the mornings I can t- tackle some deeper work stuff, some really important or internal or solo stuff so that my afternoons can be a little more open for interruptions in, in people, conversations. Um, and this just works for me. I know some people literally the opposite might work better. Right. But I want to be available for you to show up at the door and to be able to talk or for Joe to call my phone and me, I'm able to pick up and talk. But that can't happen in the previous way I used to live where it's packed out all day, every day. Exactly. And so there's no room for anyone. There's no room for interruptions. And there's definitely no room for conversations that pop up and that kind of need to happen or would be really valuable. And so right. uh, even just kind of saying, okay, every afternoon there's enough space that if someone called, I'd be able to answer or, or at least call back. That type of thing has been another way that the space for chaos yes. is played out. Right. Yes. So the, the third category, got, only got four, so we won't go on forever. But the third category uh, is, in a sense, an even bigger category. And uh, what I call this is space for storms. Um, And the storms are the really big, large things that happen in our life that turn our lives upside down. So for for those who have listened for a while, they know that this, this storm, that was the biggest storm. And there've been, you know, many, you know, over you lived as long as I have. <laughs> but the big storm was when my daughter was diagnosed with cancer. And what I didn't realize, what I never could have realized, 
was the 10 to 15, probably 15 years of practicing and building margin into my life was the very thing that I needed to be able to survive a storm like cancer. Had I not built a life around margin, I'm completely convinced I would have drowned. I would have fallen apart. I would have never been able to survive personally, you know, a season as difficult as a daughter coming down with cancer. Most people over the course of a life are going to have at least one major storm come up. Some people don't, and that's great. I'm not being a doomsday right. you know, predictor in terms of that. Some people will have two or three, but that's one of the critical places for margin is that it gives us the strength. It builds in us the strength that enables us to handle the storms of life, even if all that is is just surviving mm-hmm. a storm. But it's so critical because most of us, so many people live at such a breakneck speed that they have no resource for when something dramatic happens, a spouse that walks out from them, a job loss, a business that goes under, a child with a disease, any number of major storms like that, that is maybe the the biggest place mm-hmm. and the biggest reason to build a life that has meaningful margin. Yeah. And how do you think about that in terms of, is it mainly a, well, I, I need to invest ahead of time type of thing? Or is some of it related to when you're in the storm itself? I, I think about it more as building a rhythm that can withstand margin. So you think about, you know, San Francisco builds buildings that can withstand an earthquake and theoretically places on the coast might build their structures in such a way that they can withstand it. So for me, it's not so much building a reservoir of, you know, X amount of excess energy for a storm, but it's it's building a life structure that can withstand a storm, mm-hmm. and that means I, it's it's not doing something out of the ordinary, but it's creating an ordinary pace and rhythm that is flexible and malleable for when something gets thrown significantly yeah. on onto the pile. Yeah. And I guess this could apply to all all four of the categories, but that space and that margin, what does it give you? Like the storm, I think, prompts me to ask that in particular because, okay, everything in your life at that time is so difficult. What is it that the margin, and maybe actually in your situation, what did the margin give you guys? What, What did it actually provide that was so valuable? One of the things that it, provided for for me and for Wheezy was a framework to think about. I think that had I not built a life 
that kind of at the core had margin in it, then when the storm came, my natural tendency would have been to to ward off the stress by filling my life even more full mm-hmm. and just adding on top to the point that I would have broken. Yeah. But I knew when that diagnosis came in that the place I needed to fall back on was to create more margin. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I did, one of one of the very first things I did when uh, when we received the diagnosis for my daughter was going to my brother and saying, I need more space because life is going, it's going to get harder and harder and I won't survive unless I create more space. So I backed off of work. Not everybody would have that prerogative, but I knew that the first place to go was to create more space rather than to deny my feelings and the things going on and the stress that I was overwhelmed with. So instead of trying to pretend like I wasn't stressed and trying to be so strong, I knew I fell back into margin as opposed to resisting it. Yeah. So it was a framework that immediately I could lean into to handle. Yeah. It makes me think about, um, like I know you and I experience this with writing because we do a good amount of writing for someone else, maybe it's any kind of project you might be working on where let's say you're working kind of in the evening or at night and you're just kind of hitting a block and it's not working. Or maybe you think back to in college or something, you know, where you're doing this project, you're up late and it's just, you're trying to study for some test and you just want to keep like kind of cramming and pushing through, but it's mental block. You're just not going anywhere. You're getting frustrated and then you're taking it out on others maybe. And it's a snowballing problem. And we've all been there at some point where, you know, okay, if I just put the pen down and stop and go to bed and pick back up in the morning, then all of a sudden it works in the morning. You kind of able to do it. It's flowing freely again. And something about that rest and recharging allows you to get back to dealing with the realities you're dealing with. And so that framework is resisting that natural tendency to just bull through mm-hmm. the storm. Yeah. To think, you know, I'm I'm going to just be so strong that I will overcome the storm. Well, you know, storms come, hurricanes come, that's not the way you operate. So it, it, margin gave me the framework to to think about it differently, which was absolutely what I needed to survive it. Hmm. That's really helpful. Yeah. Thinking about a storm season my family went through and I think it had a similar, some of the margin practices had a similar effect, but also it helped to, it allowed us to reflect. I think it gave that space to think or to reflect, which had a similar, there's a similar outcome of that is what you mentioned. It helped us deal with reality and live in what was happening versus trying to push against or avoid or ignore. Pretend that it wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah, or so just to charge through to try to push harder, which we all know ends up in catastrophe. Yeah. (laughs) But to just be able to reflect and be in it, um, have the chance to talk with somebody, have the chance to think about your thoughts, those type of things. But if if you don't start with that margin 
then you tend to push through, try to push through, and you don't realize until it's too late that that doesn't work. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so space for growth, space for chaos, space for storms, and what's the fourth one? Well, the last one, and this is good to end on this, is space for joy. And our culture is so wired for progress and for productivity that it's easy to forget what we really want in life. And joy is a word that I know sometimes can seem lightweight or seem like it's just a spiritual thing, but we want to be happy people. We want to have peace. And in our, in our minds, that's why we push so hard and why we drive so hard. But, but some people do that so much and so relentlessly that they get to, to a later stage in life and realize that they did all of this for what? Because it's already passed them by. Well, we want to experience joy. You don't want to wait till you're 60 years old and then go, okay, well, now I can have some fun. Now I can experience some joy in life. We're meant to have a rhythm of productivity and impact, but also of joy and peace. Yeah, And so margin at whatever stage is a way of saying, I'm not going to wait till some point distant in the future to experience life. It's a totally false idea of, well, I'm going to build until this one point, and then at that moment, pivot and enjoy what I've built. If you aren't experiencing life now, and you're just looking for this distant point, you're probably not going to experience it then. You know, life is a question of these habits and practices, uh, these foundations that we'll enjoy life now. And if we enjoy life now, we're probably going to be creating the space to enjoy life later. If we're not creating that space now, then when the time comes, we won't know how to enjoy it. So space for joy is about living fully now when we're able to, because today is all we have. So Space for joy is is also what this is about. So yes, we want to grow. Yes, we want to be equipped for chaos and for the storms. But yes, we also want to experience joy now, yeah. today. You know, we this is all we have. So margin is what creates that possibility. And without margin, a life full of busyness, a life full of distraction, a life full of drivenness is not a life of joy. It also strikes me that the phrase space for joy has those two words next to each other, space and joy. You almost, yeah, we, I think our, our general mindset, making a gener- generalization here, but it's the joy is in the the doing, right? Like you find joy. I love rock climbing. So I find joy in rock climbing. Right. Okay, great. That's, that might be true, but it's interesting to put space next to the word and say that space can actually kind of birth joy 
just in the absence of all the doing. It, it does, and it's true in so many ways. And if we begin to think about this way, we realize, well, yeah, space is, you know, rock climbing is incredible, but what creates that space that allows you to do something like that? Yeah. You know, what's the difference between a drive through at McDonald's and a nice dinner out? Space, time space, relational space. So my hope is that the 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 thought the the paradigm of thinking about margin will uh, infuse all the different areas of our life because it it is what creates the best of life. It's kind of a foundational thing. So it's for good times and it's for bad times. You know, it's for when we're stuck and it's for growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just like how you started us out on this, the space. It's the space between full and the way we operate. Exactly. And we are kidding ourselves if we think that we can do anything more than 100%. 101, not the place to be. Thanks so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you have a minute to leave a rating. That'll help others find the show also. Have a great week, everyone.